From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women farmers cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name's Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses Rural Women's Project. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and I'm the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. This podcast series features women who have hosted one of our Moses In Her Boots workshops, offering you now the opportunity to share the In Her Boots experience virtually and meet these amazing women farmers. Thanks so much for your support of our In Her Boots podcasts. Just wanted to give you a heads up that we had to pull from a backup audio source because our recording program unfortunately malfunctioned. Consider these bonus episodes and we will re-record with Katie Dixon of Christensen Farm and get you some new episodes with our usual high quality audio. Stay tuned. Join us for what we call a side dish episode a shorter segment that focuses on a specific topic from a female farmer lens. Dig in with Katie Dixon of Christensen Farm in Browntown, Wisconsin, as she shares how she slow and steady built a CSA base in her rural community, not wanting to always be commuting to urban areas. It's all about education, offers Katie. By sharing information on CSA with her local community, Katie both built her business while strengthening other local farms as well. So one thing, Katie, I find really inspiring about your story is how you have always been committed to and wanted to grow a local market here in my home area of southern Wisconsin. But this is a very traditional rural area. It's not a hotbed for organics or local food or, you know, things are changing, I like to think, too. But it's not Madison or Chicago or other places. So tell, tell me your story in that. What sparked that originally? Well... I when we we did the mineral farmers market for three years and I really wanted to see it grow and flourish and during those three years they tried all sorts of different types of promotions and every week and we did markets two days a week every week was the same you know it for a city of 10,000 people to get you know 100 maybe 200 people through that market on a Saturday which is five hours was was huge so it's like, what is going on? And there is, there's a really close tie still to agriculture. You know, some people have a grandma with a garden or they have a small garden or the number of people who I've talked to, like there's a farmer's market in Monroe. Like, are you kidding? I mean, there's billboards and posters and flyers. So I hated in some ways to leave that market because I want um, local egg and local market gardening to grow. But as a business, it was just not smart anymore or business-wise to stay in that market. So we expanded to the other farmers markets and then about two years later we started the CSA in addition and like okay this I I can grow. There's got to be a way I can grow in Monroe. How do I get um, the idea into people's heads? How do I get them to sign up? So first off my husband's a teacher in the school district and I thought well I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the superintendent what would it hurt you know to send out emails um, to every employee. And at the time, 
the school district had uh, an insurance company that would provide up to $200 rebate so people would get money back in their pocket for eating healthy. So fortunately, she went along with it and it went out to every employee as well as she let me contact each of the building principals to have a little, whoever wanted to come, have a little sit down kind of educational talk about um, what CSA was. I was, you know, in one way promoting my own business, but one of the caveats was that I had, you know, just letting people know I am not the only CSA farm in the area. There are other farms because not one farm works for one single person. Different farms offer different things at different times of the year. And of course, I want to promote my own business, but I want any farm in the area to grow and prosper. And, and so, yeah, I went to every school and, and, you know, I only had maybe five to 10 people, but hey, they have mouths and they get a share and then they can uh, share what they learn. So that first year in Monroe, I think we had um, 30, 30 families. Um, and then in addition to the schools, I thought about, okay, who else can I, can I get the word out to? Um, the library let me have just a, um, the community room and just advertise for a night to learn about CSA. Again, you know, turnout wasn't very good, but I had a few people come in and I do my PowerPoint presentation and give the story of my farm. And just, you know, the big thing is what is CSA? Uh, those letters are unknown to a lot of people and, and what that all entails by becoming a member of a farm. And then I also uh, went to the wellness coordinator at the clinic. I mean, there's hundreds of employees at the clinic and hey, it's a clinic. Don't they all want to be healthy? <laughs> and fortunately, she was very supportive of the, the CSA movement. So she let me organize a lunch and learn day that during the two different lunch periods, people or employees could come in and have a little presentation about community-supported agriculture. Again, not only what my farm offers, but the other CSA farms uh, in the area. And for clinic employees, they have a wellness program in and of the clinic itself and got a $100 rebate for joining. So that always, again, helps. And the clinic also has been supportive in that they let me uh, have a drop-off in their parking lot. So my CSA, I wanted it to have that face-to-face -face connection. I want to get to know my customers and um, be their farmer and uh, resource for information. So every Thursday, I'm there for an hour and a half. And not only my clinic members, but any of my members in the rural area come there. And I call it, it's a market style pickup. So it looks like a farmer's market stand. And I do have people who stop by and like, oh, can I buy that? And sometimes I have extra, but I take that opportunity to educate them. Like, oh, these people purchase shares in my farm and every week for 20 weeks, they get to come and pick up all this good stuff and, you know, have a brochure or a business card handy to give them. So, um, so during that time they have their shopping list and they pack their own bags. So, and then also we can get to know each other and answer questions because we do grow things that, you know, people aren't familiar with edamame. How do you cook that? How do you serve it? So I'm there and I can answer questions. Plus it's really cool when my customers are talking and like, oh, I made last week, I made this with that. And they themselves are sharing recipes between each other. So that that's a lot of fun. And then so every year I try to keep finding different ways to get the word out. Uh, so I've got a you know, people in the community that I know are, you know, an optimist, like, hey, do you have a meeting? Can I come and talk to you? 
and so I, you know, I've visited with the Optimist, the Kiwanis. Um, still trying to find a person with the Monroe Women's Club. They don't get back to me, but I'll get in there. <laughs> and uh, oh, the Stateline Stateline Women's Conference. There's another group. Uh, and so I'm just trying to always find someone who listen to me and and keep um, trying to just be creative. I want to explore uh, different like kind of senior apartments and uh, see if we can offer, cause that's the thing with CSA. It seems that maybe it hit its peak of, if you can call it popularity a few years ago, because a lot of farms are reporting, um, fewer sales, fewer members. So I'm going to have to be more and farmers in general are going to have to be more creative in how to, um, kind of customize their shares. So people will want to continue supporting farms because when you come down to it, farmers markets do offer them the freedom to buy what they want, when they want, and not forcing them sometimes into vegetables and, and produce that come in this box that maybe aren't their favorite. So, yeah. Um, and we've kind of each year played around with different ways of customizing different boxes, whether it's a shorter season uh, share that we try or um, a holiday share which has been kind of fun the last couple of years, they get it right before Thanksgiving and Christmas, which not only do they get storage crops, but I partner with a bakery and they, she um, uses my eggs and they get to choose a different type of bread. Or um, we uh, had uh, members who took some of our cabbage and made sauerkraut. So everyone got a jar of sauerkraut. So it's, that's the other part of CSA is, you know, we gotta, they aren't going to automatically sign up every year, unfortunately. And unfortunately, some of these insurance rebates are disappearing too. So trying to make it affordable yet, you know, creative in what they're getting every week. Wow, that's great. So and how many members then do you have now locally? Our sweet spot is right around a hundred. And really I, w- I was proud, I'll admit, that this year I had about um seventy percent of my membership in Monroe and thirty percent in Madison. So I actually had more members in Monroe. So I'm gonna yeah, keep trying to to grow and promote in Madison or in Monroe, because Madison it is a, quite a saturated market. So I, I'd love for those numbers to come back up, but I, I wonder if that will happen or not. No, you've got a lot to be proud of, Katie, because I've lived around here long enough, and it's the same in other rural areas where I think too often a farm will come in and out too quick. You know, they'll try it for one season, or they're not willing to get creative like you are and get out there in the community and realize that education is an important component of CSA sales, period. Oh, it is, because people get like, I have to pay how much money? And they haven't even seen a vegetable. So, um, And really, with on-farm events, too, it seems if I can get people out to the farm and, and see our family and see what we're doing, it's just like, oh, hey, this is partly my farm. I'm helping this farm. And and they're like, they can grow all this stuff on really not that large of an area. So they have, then they have that connection to the farm, which is, is essentially what we're trying to do. Okay. What are some of the annual events you guys do? A couple things. Right? We do a um, sweet corn boil in August where people can come and we actually go pick the sweet corn and we shuck it and boil it and they can eat as much as they want. And then we do a pumpkin pick in October, which is kind of our big one. We've got a, it's a potluck. We have live music. We do a hay ride, and then everyone has to take the kids out to the pumpkin patch and get that pumpkin photo. So that's that is a really a fun one. And then people are always welcome, um, just with you know a heads up that they're coming out. They're more than welcome to come to the farm and 
And people ask, like, can we come out and help out? And that's one thing I haven't really taken advantage of, but, like, work days, like, hey, we're planting onions. Come on out. So uh, we might have to do a little more more promotion on the work end. <laughs> <laughs> Getting creative on the labor front. Right, I hear right. you there. Terrific. Thanks, Katie. You bet. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses Rural Women's Project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. This podcast was made possible through support from North Central SARE, Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education, part of a nationwide education program to advance sustainable innovation to American agriculture. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, the Rural Women's Project, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org. See you next time!